Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia Dean. Today is Wednesday, April 6th. Coming up, we'll take a closer look at a lawsuit against a new congressional map in Kansas. They've never had an opportunity to say, yes, the Kansas Constitution does protect individual Kansans from partisan gerrymandering. But first, some headlines. The results are in from yesterday's school board elections in some of the largest districts in the Kansas City area. KCUR's Jody Fortino has more. Eight candidates ran for two open seats on the Park Hill School Board. Recently, the district has faced debates over COVID protocols and how to handle racist incidents. Sharika Barnes and Daryl Terwilliger won the two spots on the board, both calling for more diversity and communication from district leaders. In North Kansas City, two candidates who campaigned on removing, quote, age-inappropriate material from school libraries lost their elections. Meanwhile, Anthony Mondain was elected to the Independent School Board. The Kansas City Star reports he's the first black person to serve on that body. Lee Summit, Independence, North Kansas City, and Blue Springs school districts also chose new board members on Tuesday. Among the issues on the ballot in Kansas City yesterday were two revenue bonds. KCUR's Salisa Kolakal has the results. Kansas City voters approved two ballot measures. One renews the health levy tax to fund hospitals and public health, and the other establishes $750 million in bonds to fund sewer upgrades. Funds from the health tax would support emergency medical services, nonprofit health centers, and university health, formerly known as Truman Medical Centers. An overwhelming majority of voters also approved a measure that allows the city to sell off seven acres of parkland. All measures passed with more than 60% approval. A Missouri judge has thrown out criminal charges against the operators of a duck boat that sank in Branson in 2018. 17 people died in the sinking, including seven members of an Indianapolis family. But yesterday, Associate Circuit Judge Alan Blankenship found there wasn't enough evidence to uphold the charges of involuntary manslaughter and endangering the welfare of a child. The charges were brought against boat captain Scott McKee, company general manager Curtis Lanham, and company operations manager Charles Baltzell. The boat sank just 23 minutes after the National Weather Service issued a severe thunderstorm warning for the area. But Blankenship ruled the defendants didn't have enough information to appreciate the threat of high winds that capsized the boat. The Missouri Supreme Court ordered the release of Keith Carnes yesterday, a Kansas City man who served more than 18 years in prison for a murder he says he didn't commit. KCUR's Dan Margulies reports. Carnes was convicted of killing 24-year-old Larry White in October 2003 and sentenced to life in prison. White was fatally shot in a parking lot at 29th Street and Prospect Avenue. In a brief order, the court said Carnes met his burden, approving the state failed to disclose material evidence in this case. The court set aside his murder and armed criminal action convictions and ordered his release within 30 days unless prosecutors decide to retry him. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt had opposed the release of Carnes. In a statement, the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office said it was reviewing the matter. The ex-wife of former Missouri Governor Eric Greitens has sworn under oath she has proof he was physically abusive. Jason Rosenbaum reports. 
Sheena Greitens filed documentation under oath last month accusing her ex-husband Eric Greitens of being physically and emotionally abusive, including to their son. Eric Greitens has denied these accounts and contends that Sheena Greitens is taking part in a GOP operative conspiracy to discredit his U.S. Senate bid. In a filing to a Boone County judge last week, Sheena Greitens not only denied that political operatives hostile to Greitens crafted her previous affidavit, but that she has photos and other evidence to back up her claims. She also accused Eric Greitens of launching a smear campaign against her through the media, as opposed to denying her allegations under oath. Hey, thanks for listening to Kansas City Today. This daily news podcast is only possible thanks to you. As a nonprofit news station, KCUR relies on individual donations to make this podcast. So we don't rely on advertisers, we rely on you. If you haven't already, you can support our work with a donation of $5 or $10 a month at kcur.org support. And thanks. Arguments for and against a controversial new congressional map for Kansas are currently being heard in Wyandotte County Court. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports the state's lone Democratic congressional district hangs in the balance. On the outskirts of town in Lawrence sits an invisible, tentative line recently drawn by state lawmakers. It resulted in this northeast Kansas town shifting into a new congressional district. We're about a couple hundred feet from K-10, and I-70 is a little bit north of us. This is Sharon Brett speaking to me while standing in Northwest Lawrence. She is the legal director for ACLU of Kansas. For the purposes of the new congressional redistricting map, this area basically is the far western side of what is getting scooped out of Douglas County and moved into the big rural first congressional district that stretches all the way to the border of Colorado. Brett says a line drawn around the Democratic stronghold places it in a district that favors Republicans. She says it's designed to put all four Kansas congressional districts in Republican control. Her organization is suing to have the map thrown out. On a busy day in downtown Lawrence, Adam Rucker says he also believes the new districts are political gerrymandering. That's the only way to explain it, really, just looking at the places that they've split up. In another part of downtown Lawrence, Debbie Milks agreed. She says Republican lawmakers did it to benefit their political party's candidates. And they, without any shame, just want to elect those of their own and not really care about representing the rest of us. Kansas lawmakers also split Wyandotte County and its racially diverse voters into two separate districts. The changes there could make it harder for Democratic Congresswoman Sharice Davids to keep her seat and possibly give Republicans every U.S. House seat in Kansas. But the lawsuits are challenging the maps on the basis of the state constitution rather than federal law. That is brand new for Kansas and perhaps beyond. Christopher Gunn is a law professor at Washburn University in Topeka and an expert on election law. He says the cases will result in a landmark ruling in Kansas courts. They've never had an opportunity to say, yes, the Kansas Constitution does protect individual Kansans from partisan gerrymandering. So we're going to find out uh, probably by the end of this year whether or not that right does exist in Kansas. Michael Lee is senior counsel for the Brennan Center for Justice, a national nonprofit that focuses on election policy and voting rights. He says if the Kansas courts strike down the map, the case could set up an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. That's already happened in two other states this year, Pennsylvania and North Carolina. 
The court chose not to take up those cases, but Lee says some justices on the court wanted to hear them. A lot of people's eyes are going to be on Kansas, both to see whether the state courts are going to be willing to be the police force against gerrymandering, but also how Kansas might play into this national argument. But Kansas Republicans argue the map is fair. Legislative leaders said the shifts were needed because of population growth in the Kansas City area. State Senator Rick Wilborn is the top Republican on the redistricting committee. While presenting the new districts on the Senate floor, he said Davids would not be hurt by the new map. Would have won the new district just as much as she did before. That's true of all of the other uh, congressional members. So there's no attempt to eliminate a Democratic district. If a final court decision is not issued by June, the new districts could stay in effect for the 2022 elections. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Dylan Lyson in Lawrence. The Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. Find more at ksnewsservice.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ojia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Dylan's story about redistricting in Kansas, visit kcur.org, where you can find a live stream of Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.